0: Everyone, welcome to finishing well, our podcast for finishing well ministries. Our objective here is to explore ways that uh, seniors, people over 65, but also people under 65 can all live their lives well and more importantly, finish their lives well. If you happen to be under 65, uh, we would say it, the living the life well is a precursor or a prep for what we're trying to do with Finishing Well. My name is Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here with my good friend and pal, Al Habaker. Al is the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, and Hal has got some good information for us to talk about today uh, in a character study, actually, from the Bible. Hey, Al, how are you doing today?
1: I'm well, Randy. It's great to be with you again. And while well, you mentioned the the topic for today, a person, I, I want to mention to all of our listeners, if you have a topic on aging or this season of life that you would like to hear us address, would you send that thought to us? Hal at finishingwellministries.org. I'd love to hear from you and get ideas from our listener uh, audience out there on things that you would love to hear us address. And we'd love to share with you on those things as well. So do that. But Randy, it's great to be with you today again and explore this topic.
0: What are we talking about, Hal? What, what is uh, on your mind?
1: Well, as you know, we've done a couple character studies. I think the last one we did was David. And we want to do these periodically because the examples in scripture are powerful examples to us and how people finish. So today I want to look at the apostle Paul and how he finished and how he lived. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. just talking about the end of our lives, but we're talking about how we live as we pursue Jesus. So I want to focus on the apostle Paul for a few minutes today. Does that sound good? It sounds good to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's launch in. I want to pick it up with a verse Paul writes in 2 Timothy 4, verses 6, 7, and 8. Now, before I look at these verses, uh, I want to remind us, remind myself, Paul was in prison as he wrote the letter, the second letter to Timothy. You remember, he had been in prison earlier when he wrote the prison epistles, and then he was released. And let's say he was 63, 64 in that first imprisonment. Then he was released for, uh, I think, about two years. And then he was re-imprisoned. So he's in his 65th, 60, 66th year, somewhere in that area. And he's looking at his execution. You know, it's interesting. We don't know typically what our last day might be. But if you have an execution date, you know what it is. And Paul's thinking about his life as he thinks about his execution day. So these verses are in that context. Now, in setting this up a little bit, Randy, uh, this is so true. And it's not just the Apostle Paul. You know, I remember when Stephen Covey released his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You know, this is one of his chapters, uh, Living Now with Your End in View. And, you know, he takes the readers to this little funeral service up in the mountains that you stumble into. And you walk in here and you realize it's your funeral and you listen in the back door and hear what people are saying about you. And Covey reminds us that you know, it's important to think about the end of life and then go backwards and live today in light of where you're going to be at some point. And Covey's not the only one. Martin Luther King, one of his famous quotes is, You're not fit to live until you're ready to die. I mean, so you think about the end of your life and what you want it to say, and then that's how you live. So when we use the term finishing well, I'm not focused on the end date. I have the end date in mind, and that's what I want to talk about in today's session with the Apostle Paul. But this is how we live today. You know, I hope I live another 20 years. I have no idea what that will be, but I want to live these days and, and, we're, and this is true regardless of what your age is. I mean, I want to live today well. I want to finish this moment well. I want to finish this podcast well. I'm going to finish this day well. I want to celebrate this day well. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it and live it to the hilt, you might say. So, does that make sense, Randy, in terms of, you, you know, you have an end view in mind, but this is how we live this day, is it? Is it not?
0: Yes, it does. It makes a lot of sense to
1: me, How we have to do it every day. Yeah. So let's look at Paul. He, he says uh, a couple of these things. I'll, I'll read the verses here. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I think Paul's looking at his execution date, and he's writing Timothy about this. He says three things about his life. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And then he goes to the future. In the future, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award me that day. And not only to me, but to you and me, Randy, and all of us who love his appearing and think of our own lives in light of our end. Hmm. You know, it reminds me of Psalm 90 verse 12, where Moses, the oldest Psalm writer says, teach me to number my days that I may present to you a heart of wisdom. So I think, Moses is writing about how do you live today in light of the day that will be our final day, as it were, as best we can. So with, with that in mind, let me just talk a minute about each of these three. Uh, first of all, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. You know, one of the things that you realize in life, there, is a lot of, uh, there are a lot of challenges in life. There are a lot of obstacles in life, things we have to struggle through, whether you're two years old or one year old and learning to walk, or you're taking a new job or whatever it is, there are a lot of struggles. And and what is your north star, you might say, as you go through life? For Paul, uh, he wanted to fight through everything that kept him from becoming what God wanted him to be. So I have fought the good fight. We learned that in the life of Jesus. The devil opposed him before he ever started his ministry. He led him into the spirit to be tempted of the devil. Herod tried to wipe him out right after he was born You know, in those first two years. So God's plan is thwarted or is attempted to be thwarted by Satan every day of our lives. He did it in Jesus' life. He'll do it in your mind. First Peter five, he's a a roaring lion seeking whom he may destroy. So, Paul is in a, in a battle for his life, his spiritual life. He's in a battle for understanding what it is God wants him to be in life. You know, we get sidetracked in life. As my brother always says, you get your emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there are barriers in life, there are hardships in life, there are things that get you derailed in life. And Paul says, you know, I've stayed in the fight every day. I, I, there, there is the work of the devil in my life. He keeps me from becoming like Jesus. He wants to get me sidetracked with problems and challenges all over the place. But Paul says, I have stayed in the fight. Uh, it, it is a battle every day to keep God in your focus. You don't get side, uh, sidetracked by your culture by the, the opposition in life, et cetera. The second thing he says, I have finished the course. You know, uh, I'm a cross country runner for years ago when I was in college and high school, you know, bicycle rider, you know, you have a plan, you know, where you're going to ride. That There is a plan that I think God has for us. You know, it's in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God ordained beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, I really do believe God has a plan for my life. He's a plan for your life. He has a plan for every listener listening to this podcast today. So in whatever season you're in, you're asking yourself the question, what is God's plan for me today? How does he want me to live? How does he want me to think? How does he want my heart to grow? How does he want me to relate to my spouse, my kids, my friends, my church? How does he want me to react in a year having just gone through COVID? Uh, You know, there is a course out there for each one of us. Uh, We learn it by trial and error sometimes. Sometimes God directs us more personally. Sometimes we're left to wander through that. But Paul says, I have completed the course, you know, through his life. In fact, he'll say in another section, Philippians 3, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. I think when we come to Jesus, just like he brought the disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He has a plan for us. And our challenge is, or his invitation to us, is to follow me and discover that. So it's a constant discovery process. And Paul says, you know, I've spent the last 30 years completing the course which you've had for me, God. Uh, you When you lay hold of me on that road to Damascus, recorded in Acts chapter 9, Paul has persistently pursued the plan God had for him, realizing it every day. You know, went to the Arabian Desert for three years, up to Antioch for 14 years, then down to Jerusalem to meet the apostles. Then he had these three missionary trips. And then he had the fourth one unplanned to Rome. And he also says, you know, I've always wanted to bi- visit Spain but god never allowed him to visit spain a lot of our dreams will be left on unfinished you know we'll have lots of ideas of things we want to do and some of them will finish and some of them will never be finished paul says here what i know i finished you know what a great statement to make you know in terms of pursuing jesus as best you can every day in all your relationships I, you know, I, I, it's one of my goals, Randy. I mean, I, I think about this every day. I, I want to finish what God has for me this day. You know, this podcast is part of his plan for us this day, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I, I want to finish it. Uh, I want to go through this process. I want to see this organization finishing well ministries. I want to see my kids, my grandkids. I want to see my marriage complete the course you know, that God has for Vicky and me to grow together and keep growing in our lives through all the challenges and struggles and opportunities we have. So this is a, a second thing. Uh, the, the last thing is, Paul says, I have kept the faith. You know, I think the faith means understanding who it is who called you. It is God who called you to himself. God nabbed at me when I was a six-year-old kid and i trusted his death for my sins and it has made all the difference in the world and he's had a plan for me you know where i grew up i mean i think back i mean i'm 72 now so i think back and i trusted christ at the age of 6 so that's 66 years i have the opportunity to look back and see the plan of god unfolding in my life and i've kept the faith you know i i want to follow jesus every day his call on my life, but as many as received him, to them gave gave he the power to become the sons of God and live like our elder brother Jesus did. God had a plan for his son. His son has a plan for you and me to follow him and keep him as the cornerstone of our faith. You know, I could think about Hebrews 11 and all this, the, the great hall of faith, you know, where all these men and women are listed. You know, Abraham walked by faith. He was the friend of God. That's what God wants me to do. And I don't think Abraham knew where he was going to go during all those years when he was called to leave Ur in his 75th year and go and start a whole new country, which he never saw developed historically, but he walked in it. He walked in it by faith. So he follows by faith from age 75 to the end of his life several decades later. So he kept the faith. He kept listening to God. So when I say keep the faith, I, I think what I'm really saying is I want to keep listening to God every day of my life. I want to listen to his voice, Romans 8:14. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So I want to keep the faith. Paul kept the faith. And then he says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Imitate me as I imitate Christ. So in a nutshell, Paul lays out for Timothy days, maybe weeks before his final breath. He says, Timothy, I want you to watch my life. Here's the way I've lived. And I implore you to finish well, because we will be held accountable for God's plan in our life. You know, this is not something we piddle around with. It's not a hobby. It's a life choice at age 72, 82, 92, whatever it is, I would think these are still the same. So that's part of the compelling influence of the Apostle Paul for me personally, and it's part of the compelling influence for me in thinking about the ministry of finishing well and encouraging the older people to finish well. Now, as you think about these, Randy, uh, any clarification questions, or how would how would you help us to apply these three principles in our life of fighting the good fight of complete uh, finishing the course? and keeping the faith. How does it strike you? Uh, Where are our struggles? What are our barriers? How can we clarify it better? How can we encourage people more?
0: Well, the big thing that you're, the message you're giving, as far as I'm concerned, Hal,
2: is that it's most helpful to uh, finishing well as an idea
0: and it's most helpful to the ministry, and it's most helpful to anyone out there who is listening and, and interested and possibly excited about the idea that that's for me. It. I hope it's everyone,
2: but for those who say that to themselves as they maybe listen to this podcast, um, I hope, uh, in fact, I would, I guess I'd say I'd more than hope, I, I would I
0: would uh, argue Hal that this is an example Paul is the example for us that gives us the backbone to really go ahead with it to persevere if you will that's what I'm getting and and it's helpful to us as you give this message to have that kind of uh, model in our mind as we as we speak If we're struggling with it as we struggle, but if we're pursuing it, it really gives us wind in our sails, wind at our back. It helps us. It pushes us along to know that Paul had some of the most tremendously
2: difficult situations to face that anyone could have uh, in pursuing the faith and, and kept at it. And used it. So here's the second takeaway. I would ask you how I, I believe in my mind he 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 listed fighting the good fight, finishing the course, and keeping the faith. To me, the keeping the faith is really the umbrella.
0: The umbrella. Without keeping the faith, I can't fight the good fight.
2: Very well. Without keeping the faith, I can't finish the course very well. Um, it reminds me that if I've got a line attached to the Lord in keeping the faith,
0: I have security. It's, it is my security in knowing that I'm pursuing uh,
2: things. I'm pursuing things that will help me know in my heart know in my mind, no no in my being that i'm that I'm on a
0: finishing well path, uh even though I may not finish the plan,
2: all the plans i don't know what the plans are for me, but all of them, but I know some of them, and I may not finish all of them,
0: but I know I'm on the path, and that's what's important to me, hal, so for me that keeping the faith is the Way to, that's the umbrella that we all can know we can fight the good fight and we can, you know, we can finish the course in a way we want to, but in a more important, in a way the Lord wants us to.
1: Well, I couldn't agree more, Randy, but, and this echoes another conviction that we have. God does have a plan for our lives. You know, I quote Psalm 139 verse 16. He knew the day before I was born. When I was conceived and he knew all the days I would live, however many years, however many days that is, he knows all that beforehand and he has a purpose for my life. And even though Paul was chasing, chafing at the bit, so to speak, and rejecting God's call in his life through his early 30s, let's say uh, he resisted God. But somehow God reached out and touched him and gave him his purpose, gave Paul God's purpose for his life. And it seems to me that's the invitation in following Jesus. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for our life, our days, our seasons, our marriages, our kids, our grandkids, our great grandkids, our friends, our involvement in churches, using our skills, whatever they are. There is a pattern that he has in mind that Jesus had in mind. Beforehand, when he chose the 12. For example, I quoted it earlier Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. You know, God's plan is to conform us to the image of his son through all of our choices and our life stages. So, you know, you go to work for four decades, showing up at the office and climbing the career, and then you complete that in your 60s or sometimes in your 50s, and then you say, Well, what do you do? Well, All along, God has a plan for me. So I'm into discovering that every day. And like you said, Randy, that's rooted in your faith. Do you believe God loves you? Do you believe he has a plan for you? You know, as a parent, we bring those little people into the world. And I watch my kids bring their little people into the world. And you dream as a parent, then what God might do through their life. I mean, you're not in charge of them like God's in charge of us in that sense. But our skills as parents are try to, trying to help our kids and grandkids grow into whatever it is God has in, in, in mind for them in their lives. So we keep doing it. And you, Randy, you're, you're exactly right. Paul's faith. Maybe he lists this last because it's at the top of the, the it's it's the climax of the mountain. It's my faith that drives everything in my life. You're exactly right, Randy. Good topic, Hal. I thank you today for, um, for at least an encouraging
0: message that I think will resonate with a lot of people out there. It's been helpful.
1: Well, thanks, Randy. And I would close with this invitation. I love First Corinthians 11:1, where Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." You know, that would be true for every one of us. You know, let's look to Paul. Let's look to the people of Scripture. Let's look to Abraham. How did he follow him? Let's look to Joseph. Let's look to David. Let's look to the pitfalls of people who followed Christ and learn from them. Most of all, I would say this, and we'll close with this. The writer of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And you remember, Jesus is the one who taught Paul personally in the three years in the Arabian desert. So Jesus wants to teach each one of us to follow him, and we want to fix our eyes on him every day at this season in life, in our retirement season, in our marriages, with our kids, with our churches, with our skills, and Jesus will direct our lives. Would you, would you say amen to that? I would say an amen to that. So that's our commitment uh, personally here. We want to press on to knowing Christ and fixing our eyes on him, and that's my encouragement to everyone out there. So let's press on together. And it's been a joy to be with you these few minutes. Uh, May God speed us onward in this task. And again, uh, if you have any thoughts or comments, questions, follow-up things, we'd love for you to share those with us so that we could interact with them with us in this podcast. So the Lord bless you, uh, as I quote uh, number six, uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace, his shalom this day and pursuing his purposes. So we give him all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.